Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down every episode of the 10-season show. Today, we're talking about Season 1, Episode 19, April is the Cruelest Month. Mary, tell me about this one. The SAT results have been delivered and Donna's results are not good. Brenda and Kelly worry when Donna starts skipping classes and smoking in the parking lot with a less than wholesome crowd. Brandon begins work on his senior spotlight article featuring Roger Azarian, a talented tennis player whose dad is an extremely successful real estate guy or something. (laughs) After reading Roger's seemingly autobiographical violent screenplay, Brandon is convinced Roger wants to kill his dad. No one else seems to believe Roger would ever want to do such a thing. Brandon keeps investigating and eventually learns the truth about Roger's plans. Cindy wants Jim to do their personal taxes since he's an accountant, which seems fair to me. (laughs) (laughs) Very fair. I mean, truthfully, like, I do our taxes. Yeah, just let the accountants do it. It's what they know. Yeah, like, (laughs) professionals. And he is a tax accountant. That that was my thing, like, when you kind of see her struggling or, like, tallying up receipts or, like, whatever she's doing. I was like, wait a minute, why are you sitting here even putting this much brain power toward this? Like, your husband's literally an accountant. Well, and I love that she was complaining, like, $10,000 of non-deductible interest, and da 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 and he's saying, you know, oh, we'll tighten our belts a little bit. And yeah. And I just want to be like, Jim, shouldn't you, like, check her work? Oh, yeah, like, definitely. Or, like, shouldn't you already kind of be aware of that? Like, I don't know, I feel like he would kind of know. Yeah, like, I... <laughs> Maybe not. My accountant brain started going off, and I was like, what was the tax code in 1991? What was this non-deductible interest that they're talking about? Yeah. that You just said words. I don't know what they are. <laughs> no, I couldn't stop. I was just like, man. But that's not that's not the main point of the episode. That's neither here nor there. Although, really, I will not. say, they never actually resolve that. Like, Yeah. It Cindy, was just filler. Yeah. There was no point to any of that. Like, do they even do anything else in the episode? I don't think so. I feel like it's literally just, hey, it's tax time, just because you were wondering when this is. Yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> and what then, month this is. And then Cindy also has the mail, because she's giving them their SAT scores, and Jim tries to bet on the kids. Yeah, she's like, I'm not going to bet on our children. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm just like, Jim's putting f- five bucks on Brandon, isn't 100%. he? A hundred percent. He was not going to put that on Brenda. No way. Okay, but anyway, that's yeah. it. They're... They're not in this. Yeah. But you know who is in this? Bum, bum, bum. Matthew Perry. Pre-friends. I know. He looks like a baby here, too. I know. I actually looked up his IMDb, and this was, like, around the time that he was doing, like, little bit stuff on, like, growing pains and whatnot. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, little baby Matthew Perry. Yeah, so we're saying this is, like, 1991, Mm -hmm. and Friends started in 1994. So he, like, got rid of his like baby face like yeah he looked like he definitely like changed a little bit his teeth got a little better mm-hmm. when he finally got to friends so cool but yeah <laughs> no he is just like crushing it on the tennis court just like whacking the balls and breaking rackets from being so intense mm-hmm. and his tiny blue shorts mm-hmm. oh is he chandler yeah, yeah. okay yeah, yeah, yeah. gotcha <laughs> 
Mary, have you ever seen Friends before? I mean, I have. I'm not one of those people who loves it, though. You're not I'm, my husband? No. I mean, I like it, but I've never, I've not seen every single episode like some people have. Like, I probably have seen the majority of them, but I tend to catch the same ones over and over accidentally. Yeah. So you're not my husband who keeps no. it on constant replay? No, that's... Two to three episodes a day? That's Parks and Rec for me. Yeah, I do that with The Office, but yeah. that's about it. I don't do that with any show. <laughs> Or Gilmore Girls. Well, I guess I do that with friends since I live there. Right, since you're forced to. (laughs) I am not choosing it. Um, But yeah, Matthew Perry. Crushing balls. Never get. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't even meant to be funny. (laughs) (laughs) He he apparently never gives interviews. Yeah. I love that they're treating this like this is some big guy. Yeah, like some like expose. High school tennis player well it's hard to believe that he's he doesn't do interviews because apparently he's in like every club so you'd think he would have been talked to at some point well and like brandon is trying to convince him to do the senior spotlight and it takes zero effort right he's just like okay yeah and i literally wrote down he agrees to an interview though based on a stupid argument yeah brandon (laughs) goes you gotta learn how to take the heat and then i was like but you're being really nice to him right now yeah you've been on the debating team yeah, debating team. I know. Debate team. Brando. Debating team. Lettered in three sports. Interned in the governor's office last summer. Yeah, like how does this dude not had an interview at some point? Yeah, like, <laughs> he had to interview to get the internship. Exactly. Oh, actually, maybe he didn't. Maybe dad got him the internship. Oh, yeah. Can I do that? Like at a job? Sorry, no interviews. Right? <laughs> only, no interviews, please. Only accept me. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to my publicist. Like, no. I don't do interviews. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't remember how they get on the topic of, like, starting to ask the questions or whatever. And he's talking about, like, hitting the balls. And he's like, well, how do you hit it so hard? Like, what did they say when they're talking about, like, oh, I'm hitting somebody's face? Oh, yeah. Um, like, whose who's face are you picturing? And then it just goes to another scene. Yeah. But me. I was thinking. Yeah. Already. And I was like, it's his own face. Oh. He's hitting himself. Like self-loathing. Yeah. Mm. He's, he's an angry boy. He is an angry boy. He, uh, his name's Roger Azarian. Mm-hmm. And he is an angry boy. He's a very angry boy. We learned that, um, yeah, so, like, Brandon, because he can't just ask Roger, apparently, <clears throat> uh, Brandon goes up to Steve. It's like, hey, do you know Roger Azarian? Mm-hmm. And Steve's, like, a fountain of knowledge. And talks about his dad, how he's apparently a self-made billionaire. Got so much money, which Jim actually says later too. Yeah, and he like owns half of Orange County or whatever he says. Whatever. But I'm like Brandon, why didn't you just go to the source? Yeah, he already said you can have the interview. Just yeah. ask him questions. Right. But yeah, because like Brandon just runs away and goes up to Andrea and is like, "If you could have anyone in the senior spotlight, who would you pick?" And she goes, "Roger Azarian." Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah, why? Like, I do not understand why they treat the, like, they act like this guy's such an amazing celebrity. Well, I'm just curious, like, if they're, like, thinking that because they don't know anything about him besides his accolades. Well, because he never gives interviews. Exactly. Like, it would be the big expose of the century. No, they they treat a lot of this, this episode like they're adults and he's, like, an actual tennis star or something. Like, you can be really good at high school sports. But that doesn't make you a celebrity. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like if they wanted to tout off that he was some amazing tennis player and whatnot, like, 
there should have been college scouts. They should have mentioned oh, something yeah. about scouting. That's a good point because apparently, yeah, yeah, that's actually a really good point. I didn't think about that because he really does look like tennis is kind of like his life or mm-hmm. something, but yet, you know, they don't ever talk about him potentially getting a scholarship to school to play tennis, which well, is interesting. Even Steve says that, like, he's a shoe in for Stanford because his dad spent millions of dollars building a library or something. Mm-hmm. Like, Nobody gives a shit about anything else other than the fact that he's going to buy his way into Stanford. Right. When it's like if he's involved in this many clubs and he's, you know, this good at sports, you would think it wouldn't matter. Which is the argument that he does try to make in this episode. Like, Roger is the one thinking all of these things. Nobody else is. Mm-hmm. Which kind of plays perfectly into this story if you think about it. It really does. Although I do have to wonder why Steve doesn't think he has a shot at Stanford with money. Yeah, I mean, his mom's like an actual celebrity. Yeah, and we've already discussed that his mom can buy his way into school. Yeah, I mean, and he even said, like, what was it, in the cheating episode? Yeah. Where somebody was, I don't was on the board. It. Somebody was on the board at USC. Yeah. Or something. His dad? His dad? I don't know. I remember we made a joke about it, and it was really funny back then. So go back and listen to that episode. Yeah, because that joke doesn't age well. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, like, everyone is talking about how he's this insane guy, Mm -hmm. and I just, I don't really get it. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, the whole no interviews thing probably just, like, throws people off. They're like, oh, you can do that? (laughs) <laughs> you can just decline. Well, yeah, I guess if you're, like, a lot of teenagers would be so excited to be interviewed and be featured in, yeah. the, like, the paper and the yearbook. And, like, you know, whenever you got your yearbook at school, like, the first thing I would do would be open it and be like, where am I? Oh, 100%. How many times am I in here? How many pages have my face on it some way, somehow, and yeah. are they cute? <laughs> like, yeah. So maybe that's just, like, why don't you want this attention mm-hmm. kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but Brandon does go to the house. And then they have that weird, ominous scene where yeah. he's just, like, alone in a dark study looking at a wall of guns. And it's, like, some weird Victorian... I, I just picture the whole house being made out of velvet. Yeah. <laughs> felt like every room was like, there's going to be velvet in here. I know it. <laughs> it, th- it felt a lot like a... Uh, uh, what's her name? Oh, God. I you know, know. The, the, the writer... My sweet Audrina. Oh, V.C. Andrews. Yeah, it felt like a V.C. Oh, Andrews kind yeah. of a thing. It was weird to see, like, a Tudor-style home Yes, in thank you. Hills. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it was just, like, really weird and ominous and dark and, like, you know, V.C. Mm-hmm. Andrews books always have issues with parental figures, specifically father figures. Yes, mm-hmm. and the only thing we're missing is, like, an evil grandma. Yeah. Ooh. Like, that cool to throw in. It was just weird, and, like, I don't know why it made sense for Brandon to freak out about someone owning guns. Like, that may not be his thing. But it is a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Mm -hmm. It's not, like, it's not like the man was actually, like, had a horde of tigers. (laughs) Like, (laughs) lions. All your lions. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I think maybe he was probably freaking out that it was just so easy to access that there are so many, because, like, usually you guess, would yeah, think, like, like, it'd be in a locker. You'd think of a gun safe or something. Yeah, safe, like, but, I mean, not super visible. A, a glass wall that you can just open. Yeah. yeah. And he just does. And he Roger's just like, you want opens it? it up. I would never just, like, open up somebody's gun stuff and just pick one up. Like, yeah. No. Especially if Brandon thinks it's so weird, he clearly, like, he can't have gun safety training or anything. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Because that, like, he, you know, makes a comment about it. 
And then um, Roger is like, no, my dad taught me how to shoot when I was six. Six. And he's just like, what? But, yeah. like, again, I don't think that's that insane. Like, we live in Georgia. There's a ton of people here that shoot guns. But I think maybe that's the difference is, like, in the South, I would recognize that, like, you'd probably go out on your grandpa's farm and he'd show you how to shoot a BB gun first and then maybe a shotgun and then a rifle and then maybe other things. And, like, specifically, he would teach you gun safety and, like, once you're old enough, you can go to a range and try out other stuff. But, like... But maybe in California, it seems weird that six years old... I don't know. That does seem young. don't people in Minnesota like guns? That's what I was going to oh, yeah, say. Oh, like, mooses and stuff. I feel like in Minnesota, <laughs> like, you'd be an outdoorsy type person. Like, even if you live in Minneapolis, like, yeah. you would go out and go camping and, like, go to the lake and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It just, it seems so weird to me that, I mean, I know the whole point of the episode, so I know why it happens. Sure. But I think I it's just probably really just, it. like, the ease of use like you could literally just be like okay mine like anyone could steal these too like yeah i mean that would probably be the biggest thing actually it's funny because brian austin green did have his gun stolen at some point and never realized it (gasps) like they recovered the gun and the police called him because they you know it was oh wow tracked to him and he was just like my gun's missing like he didn't even realize he'd gotten robbed i don't think wow that's kind of scary yeah imagine that level of wealth yeah (laughs) where you don't know if you've been robbed or not yeah (laughs) no it was that whole bling ring where like those teenagers were just going into rich people's houses because these people were so rich that was his gun yeah oh man yeah because they wanted to go to megan fox and they're married so they just went into his house and stole his stuff dang Mm -hmm. what a story um the by the way i just want to throw out there that um I think it's Frances Coppola. She directed a movie about Sophia Bling Coppola. Ring. Sophia Coppola, yeah. yes. Uh, edit out my fuck. Up. <laughs> um, but no, that movie's really good. Emma Watson is in it. Yeah, I want to Alexis Nyers, so good. Mm. Yeah, no, I read the book. So it was like the whole thing happened, and then it was an article, and then she expanded the article into a book, which was not that great of a book. Mm-hmm. But the article is what Sophia read that she wanted to turn it into the movie. Yeah. And then I ended up on, like, a YouTube rabbit hole of, like, trying to look up old videos because those girls had a reality show for yes, a little while. it was called oh. Pretty Wild, and it was on E! And I watched it, like, all of it. It was... It terrible. Was, it was terrible. <laughs> it was but, so bad. Oh, my God. It was just everything that I needed it to be for just trash reality television. Oh, yeah. the best. No, I was watching part of it, and I was just like, oh, my God. Because the, the book had pictures but because it was like a book it wasn't great it wasn't on like glossy paper and it was like black and white so you could barely see anything and it's mm-hmm. like i have to know what these people actually looked like hmm. and yeah. i have seen the bling ring movie but not in forever so i had to look up like clips of it on youtube and yeah it's just i'm watching going i want to rob i want to rob <laughs> This whole experience has been a learning lesson for me. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, wearing, like, a juicy sweatsuit. Yeah. Oh. At court. It's a thing. Oh, Lord. Oh. All okay, right. but anyway, whole tangent. Um. Yeah, so they're looking at all the guns, and Brendan just, like, pulls one out, and Roger takes it, and is just like, no, I know how to use a gun. Yeah. Like, kind of whatever. And then they, like, walk outside, and it's, like, weird because Brandon pulls out, like, a recorder. Oh, and he's like, yeah, don't do that. He yeah. He doesn't like to be recorded. 
He's, like, avoiding questions. He's, like, not wanting to use the recorder. He's a little interesting at this well, point. And honestly, like, there are so many hints being dropped already that it upsets me that Brandon can't pick up on them. Yeah, like, he gives him clearly wrong. Yeah, he gives him a tour of the house, and Brandon's like, oh, my gosh, your house is so big. That was so crazy. Thanks for the tour. And he goes, yeah, you think it's big enough for two people? And Brandon even goes, your mom and dad? And like, <laughs> yeah. Huh? <laughs> like, he's... He's talking about him not being there anymore. And, like, I guess you could kind of say college, but, like, not the way he was saying it. Right. Yeah, it's a little too... Uh, I don't know the word. It's just a little too, like, fishy. Depressy? Yeah. To be like, okay, yeah, this is just a normal conversation we're having. Yeah. Well, and you couldn't even say, like, big enough for two people because you, like, you come home in the summer. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not fully moving out yet. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. I guess, like, they're they're already starting to drop hints that, like, something is wrong with Roger. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, whatever. We'll get there later. Oh, yeah. Because his dad shows up. He comes home, and he's, like, walking to the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and he mentions the screenplay. Which, like, so weird that he's just talking to his kid about how he's just going to pull strings and, like, pay people off to get his kid like an agent and get him into Stanford and do all of this stuff like in front of some random kid like I've never met you before hey I just paid 20 million dollars to get you into da 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 like yeah so weird and clearly shows like morality is not super high in this household yeah that's another weird father-son relationship Mm -hmm. with Brandon's friends Brandon does not have a friend with a good father-son relationship yeah I mean we know nothing about David's dad or Scott's dad. We know David's dad's like a dental surgeon or something. Yeah. But really, could you say that Brandon's friends with either of them? No. I, w- I mean, I would say that they're maybe a little bit friendly, like in the same group-ish. Ish. Connected somewhat. But like Steve's dad is absent. Dylan's dad is absent. Yeah. Roger's dad is like, he's, I think he's trying. I don't think they're on the same page and that's what's oh, causing yeah. the issue, right? Definitely. Um... Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, it was just weird that he just walked up and was just like, I'm going to get you an agent. And then, you know, Roger being like, I want to get this myself. Oh, do you want to read my screenplay? Yeah, not on the same page at all. Um, But it's interesting because he's like tennis star, debate team, like the really cool internship and a screenwriter. So Mm. it's clearly like... It's clear to me that he's been doing all these different activities, trying to get the right kind of attention Mm -hmm. and not the attention his dad's giving him. Mm -hmm. So it's like they're clearly not on the same page um, because like he doesn't want his dad to always use his name. Right. Like to get get by. He doesn't want to be. What's his name? George. He doesn't want to be George Azarian's son. He wants to be Roger Azarian. Right. And I totally get that. Absolutely. And honestly, like, you know, rich white boy aside, like. He, his dad probably helped him get the internship oh, in yeah. the governor's office and, like, probably paid for trainers so that he could let her in three sports and be this great tennis player. Sure, and but had like, the means to do so. But... but, like, yeah, he also wrote that screenplay. Like, yeah, he, all by himself. Yeah, he's actually done things. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like he has proven something. Absolutely. And so it's, I guess, now, like, Brandon's guy, he's like, sure, I'll read it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, like, now we get to see... This is a good, this is an easy way to tell more about Roger without having to have Brandon interact with him. Yeah. You know what? This kind of feels a little 
what is it, rear window e, mm. where like Brandon has decided that Roger hates his dad and wants to kill him, and then yep. everything he sees is just pointing the evidence back to it, and he's yeah. just missing the bigger picture because that's all he can see because he's reading the screenplay which does apparently have a scene mm-hmm. where Roger goes into the study and kills his dad. And mm-hmm. Matthew Perry does not look intimidating with a gun at all. I'm sorry. Especially when his, like, cheeks were all blown out and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, like <laughs> his angry face was just, like, weird face. He just, like, scrunched it up, but somehow his cheeks got bigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a weird face. Um, yeah, but I do kind of love how, like, when Brandon gets home and uh, – like, I guess, puts it on the counter and Brenda sees it. She's like, ooh, what's that? I'll take it. And I then just, like, takes it and goes upstairs. <laughs> I love that she tells him that screenplays are best read out loud. Yeah. And so she's like, well, we have to go act this out. Right. Let's I do it right now. It. So it's kind of fun. Like, the twins, like, actually, like, act it out yeah, a little bit. Yeah, not weird bit. twin talk. No, it's, like, twin time. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's, like, actual out. friendship. Right. No, I do. I loved all the Brenda and Brandon stuff like when she gets her test scores and then just like hounds him and is like what did you get tell me tell me tell me tell me tell me (laughs) it totally makes sense that she wants to beat his score like the competitiveness between the two between siblings and the fact in the fact that even Brenda's like I need to know how I beat how badly I beat you like she was so confident (laughs) the whole time she was like I beat you but how much did I beat you yeah how much did I win and I love that. I love the confidence that she suddenly has because, mm-hmm. like, it's very clear. I mean, even when they transferred in um, in the pilot and everything, it was very clear that they both were established as good students. Yeah. So I, I do like that that's, like, still a thing. No, and I do – honestly, like, it kind of bugged me that they gave them the exact same score, but I, I think it, it worked because if Brandon had beaten Brenda, I would have just been angry. Yeah. I think it would have been okay if Brenda beat Brandon. Yeah. I would have loved it. I would have yeah. too. So the only thing I could see there is that like Brandon or Dad start making excuses as to why Brenda. Well, he was distracted because we thought you had breast cancer. Or like you know he didn't study. He was when... too busy being on the JV basketball team <laughs> and having a job and right. writing for the school paper. Like I could potentially see the excuses. Yeah. And then, but in the last episode, Brandon like didn't even take the SAT with everyone else. He oh, was right. just yeah. like, I can't. He like walked up to the proctor. He's like, so my sister has a breast lump. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, Gotta oh, go. okay, rescheduled. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. No, I did think it was interesting that like clearly time has passed, but they were all getting their SAT scores at the exact same time. Oh, yeah. Like wouldn't Brandon and Brenda get theirs later, later. than Donna and Kelly and everybody yes, else? for sure. And, like, so we know what Donna and Kelly get because Donna stops talking to everybody. And, again, everyone is missing the signs. It seems very obvious yeah. that she bombed. Right. And they're just like, where did Donna go? I know. They're like, Why what? won't she talk to us? She hasn't gotten her scores yet? No. Yeah. She's, she's clearly upset by this topic. So there's a reason for that. Yeah. And you guys suck at picking that up. <laughs> Which does not make sense for not Brenda. for Brenda, yeah, not at all, because she's very intuitive. Yeah, and they're just like, why did she, why did she run away when we talked about SATs in college? Yeah, y'all, come on. I do like though, like I mean, I feel bad for the whole Donna situation, and we'll kind of go through that. But with 
Brenda and Kelly, I kind of love that they're already, like, now that they know their scores, they're like, oh, my gosh, I did great, like, in, in terms of whatever mm-hmm. that great means for them. And they're like, I'm going to start looking at colleges. Like, it's kind of cute to see them so excited about college because I feel like any parent would be happy to have a kid that's excited about furthering their education even if it's like with Kelly just wanted to get that MRS degree quote-unquote furthering her education yeah yeah be honest that that much closer to marrying rich but it's fine (laughs) I mean she's still gonna go to college if she chooses to go to a college based on how many boys there are yeah it's like 20 percent 20 to one (laughs) yeah yeah ew I right? would not want to go no. to that school. No. Sausage fest. <laughs> I wonder what the ratios are for Georgia Tech. I think it's not as bad anymore. I don't think it's as bad. But it's still... I don't think it's ever been that bad. I I'm think it's still curious. majority men. Mm-hmm. Gross. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, it's so obvious. Everyone is just missing all of the signs for everything. Because even Brandon goes to talk to Andrea after he's read part of the screenplay and thinks that... Roger's trying to kill George or planning to kill George mm-hmm. and he's telling her that he doesn't want to do the senior spotlight anymore right. and he's asking her about the rap line and like it takes her a few minutes to be like Roger right but then she keeps like bugging him like asking questions and stuff and I'm like okay but Andrea like she's worked at the rap line for presumably a while now yeah that would be such a breach of confidentiality for yeah. her to just be like well tell me tell me tell me tell me tell me tell me like this isn't in the interest she knows of better rap about line. That. yeah this is in the interest of her own you know like wanting to know about roger and things like that not mm-hmm. to actually help him yeah which i mean drives me nuts and even in the episode where she was at the rap line mm-hmm. like she wasn't actually being that nice no she wasn't so i mean Maybe that's just not the right place for Andrea to volunteer. Yeah. Well, but I thought maybe it was just a little bit of a difference of character for her because it just seemed out of place because normally she's so, she's good at keeping secrets. Yeah. And so if this were something that Brandon was like legitimately concerned with, which obviously he was because he was asking questions, then she would have immediately, immediately been like, okay, like, I'm asking you questions because I need to know if this needs to be something that we need to, like, take to the police, take to, to, a, go to teacher, a teacher, like, yeah. whatever it may be. Not just, well, tell me, tell me, tell me. What do you know? What do you know? Blah, blah, blah. It felt more reportery than rap liney. Mm-hmm. Well, and I do wonder, like, I don't know. Brandon saw, like, a weird conversation between Roger and his dad and read a screenplay that, like, took from real life. Yeah quote-unquote, which, you know, to an extent, makes sense. If you're a rich kid in California and you do some crazy stuff, like, apparently he has a bunch of wild sex scenes. Oh, yeah. Like, duh, take off of that. Right. But, like, this is like when um Michael Scott wrote Threat Level Midnight and the guy's name was Michael Scarn. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> yeah. he made everyone, like, Characters. Dwight. Yeah. yeah. Like, Dwight had somebody and then was Dwigget. Like, (laughs) the idea that Roger named his main character Robert is not insane. Yeah. Like, it's his first screenplay. Maybe he was going to change it later. Maybe he just likes the name. Maybe, you know, whatever. And maybe he wrote it, like, with, quote unquote, himself in mind because that's what he knows. Yeah. Like, none of this seems that insane to me. Mm -hmm. And, like, whatever. And I do know, I read the trivia on Amazon 
that apparently this episode was inspired by the Men- Menendez brothers trial. Oh, that makes Which was sense. like two months before that happened. Mm. I was like, interesting. Yeah. Like, but weird, at the same- Weird one-off though. Well, like, and yeah, like how exactly was this inspired literally just that it's like it might maybe kind of sort of involve a murder yeah it's literally just that he thinks like the screenplay has roger killing his dad right like the menendez has killed their parents that's it and they were rich boys in well i guess they also say that um george is the son of immigrants and like made all of his own money isn't that what menendez did oh i don't don't really know too much about the actual victims to be honest it's been a while i watched the like short series that they did on it the like american crime story kind of a thing oh yeah um and i've i think i watched a documentary about it at some point but most of what i know about menendez is based off of the fact that they were in prison at the same time as oj and i know a lot more about oj interesting yeah no they were in like the same places wow um but yeah, like I read that trivia and I was like, I guess. Yeah, like maybe, but it's a little stretch. I mean, there's like little stuff, I guess, but I don't know if it all had come out by this time. Like, I don't know which trial it was. I I did not do any research after I found this out. But yeah, like they talk about how the Menendezes were um, depressed because the one's uh, psychiatrist gave all of his tapes and then. Like, right. that's how people found out a lot of the stuff in the trial. Um, but, like, really, it's very loose, I guess. It is loose. And it's just kind of a weird connection. Well, and just, I don't know. I feel like it was really stupid. The idea that Roger was going to write a screenplay about Robert killing his dad and then killing his dad is a great way to go straight to prison. Oh, yeah, right? Like, mm. <sighs> Yeah, it's just weird that they would specifically call it out, like, to be inspired by this, and then not really make it that similar. Yeah, (laughs) because the story does not end with George being shot. Exactly. It ends with George and Roger trying to build their relationship back up. Yeah, and, like, get his son help. Yeah. No. Okay. Just a little, like, useless fun fact. Right, well, I would have just not, like... Never told anybody that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, well... No, like, this is just more evidence of Brandon being a terrible investigative journalist. Yeah, I mean, he does go to Dylan because he knows Dylan is the king of daddy issues. (laughs) And Dylan is so dreamy. I know, he's like, um, Brandon's like, well, what made you, you know, not, like, what got you out of it? Or what made you not go through with hurting your dad? And he's like, you and your sister you keep me go- from going over the edge. And I just swooned. I know. Friendship and love. <laughs> yeah. And, like, his face when he said it, I was just like, I just want to, like, touch. Yeah. Just he was so pet sweet. those little forehead wrinkles. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I'm, you're starting to see his little scar on his eyebrow even more prominent the last couple of episodes I've noticed. Mm. And I love it. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just love that little scar. I just, I just want his little face. Yeah. I just like it. But it was yeah. so cute. I mean, I guess, like, okay, Brandon's trying to get some perspective. Which totally makes sense. Like, that kind of stuff I'm cool with. It just bothers me that Brandon is convinced. Oh, yeah, yeah, That, yeah. like, that is going to be the outcome of, like, father-son relationship issues. When, right. Like, depression is so much more likely, and this is, like, 
you know, depression can manifest itself in a lot of different ways. Sure. But, like, there, that's the thing. It's in a lot of different ways. It's mm-hmm. not just I have to murder my father. Yeah, it's not just violence and it's not extreme violence. Yeah. Like, that's, Well, yeah. this is a lot of, like, only oh, plays violent video games, so obviously he's going to shoot it up. Right. Like, no, that's never been proven. None of that means anything. Just because, like... Stephen King writes horror, it doesn't mean that he's actually trying to murder anybody. Exactly. Yeah, right? Like, just because there are people out there that write content that's, like, more graphic or more violent or whatever doesn't mean they're actually, like, that person or yeah. that way. Which drives me nuts that Brandon can't separate the two. Well, and he's already made up his mind. Like, yeah. at this point, he's so far down this rabbit hole where he is convinced that this only ends one way. Yeah. Well, and I guess that's, that is on brand for Brandon. It is. Like, yeah, it's on he, Brandon. It's on Brandon. <laughs> he just latches on to theory number one and doesn't consider any other alternatives. Yeah, and we have to spend the entire episode watching other people tell him why he's wrong so that he can learn his lesson at the end. Yeah. And I'm keeping a tally of all of the missed signs. Oh, that Bra- like all of the signs that Brandon missed. We, should, we yeah. should post that afterwards. Just like fun fact. <laughs> like look at all of this. Yeah. It's just stupid. <laughs> well, yeah. And speaking of like missed signs, like I'm going to go to Brenda real quick. Yeah. Because if we're talking about the Walsh twins doing a heck of a bad job, like <laughs> missing oh my signs. Gosh. Kelly and Brenda see Donna outside like smoking a cigarette. And Brenda just automatically gets mad. Like, she's yeah. like, what? She's falling in with a bad crowd. Like, what is she doing smoking out there? <laughs> like, and she's and, mad. And I'm like, what is going on with oh. you, Brenda? Yeah, so is this, like, I don't remember the whole Donna timeline. Mm-hmm. I think this is after she runs out of the test because she said that her contact was being weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Aw, which they, Kelly and Brenda, like, laughed at her yeah it's like well and i feel like you have to notice that it's been like 35 minutes and she runs out of the test and then you look at her little notebook and, and there's nothing yeah that gave me a lot of anxiety Same. knowing that she just was sitting there not mm-hmm. writing anything i was like this is like a stress dream that i have i have had the dream where like people will give me an assignment and i just won't do it it's always right. with food in <laughs> my dreams like i had a dream i was on the show chopped and nice. I just didn't make anything. Oh, no. And so I had to present to the, the people, and I just, like, gave them a plate with the ingredients on them as is. <laughs> it's just like, I gave you this. This is Pretty a deconstructed <laughs> recipe. <laughs> just no, not even that. I was just like, I just didn't do anything. Here's like a pepper on a plate. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your vanilla extract <laughs> in the bottle. <laughs> yeah. No, and it's like a start, like, internally in these dreams, I know I've fucked up, and then, like, in the dream, I'm just like, I just didn't make anything. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I just feel like that's very um, common, right? So, like, people, from what I've heard, people that feel really insecure about their intelligence, um, to have to take a test and not have what you need to feel like you can complete it is, like, the worst feeling. Because you just, nothing, everything confirms that you're dumb in your mind, yeah. right? Nothing gets you out of it. Nothing helps you. It's just everything is here to make you feel more dumb and more dumb and more dumb. Yeah. And I, I just hate that for Donna. But I thought Tori yeah. Spelling did a really good job portraying her feelings. The anxiety and the yeah, stress. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. No, yeah. and it totally worked. And I I do like that – well, I kind of like the scene after school where Brenda finds her at 
the play the department store and it's mm-hmm. just like what is going on with you and like finally it was just like no we need to talk about this because i'm yeah. concerned for you well and it's like like you said it's kind of like you kind of like it. it it's i like it but it felt kind of like a tacky i was gonna say the same thing like it was a little too aggressive because i think brenda was still dealing with like anger from seeing donna like smoking cigarettes and hanging out with the quote-unquote bad kids or not talking to them for a few days or whatever the case may be. Well, and I think sometimes that's just how Brenda handles situations. Yeah, she gets mad and then learns something. Yeah. (laughs) Which is not all bad, because at least she learns something. and I mean, people don't seem to get mad at her over it. Like, not really. Right, exactly. It's like, part of her process for dealing with things is to get frustrated if she doesn't understand it fully initially mm-hmm. but then she comes around and she understands it well and then you know what she tells donna it's only a test that's right donna it's only a test it it's was, only a test it was only a test <laughs> i can't stop <laughs> <laughs> but then they have her like a really sweet conversation you know like, yeah they get to have like friendship moments yeah. which you don't really see Donna get. Yeah, it's mostly been the Kelly and Brenda friendship, not yeah. the Brenda and Donna. Yeah. So that is kind of nice. No, I liked that. And like, even when Donna gets to be in like the friendship mm-hmm. stuff, she's usually just quiet. Yeah, she's either quiet or she has like one quippy one-liner. Yeah. Yeah, but it, and I, I can totally, totally understand where she's coming from. Like, she feels like she just needs to go quote-unquote fit in with the people that she's like, she fits in with. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if she's gonna be if she's not going to go to college or if she's not going to be the smart girl, she's just going to go ahead and accept it and just deal with it. Well, and, I mean, you hear her talk about it, I think, more with the the counselor later where she says, like, my grades have been bad since middle school and, like, people have told me that I'm dumb before. Yeah, like, even her mom was like, I hope you marry someone rich. Yeah, like, it does not surprise me that she's going to start acting out. I'm exactly. amazed that she hasn't acted out before. Well, and, like, it's kind of like with – Brandon where he's so convinced that Roger is going to kill his dad Donna is so convinced that she's never going to amount to anything and yeah like from an intelligence perspective mm-hmm. and so everything up to that point has just con- confirmed that and so it it just sucks for her like I feel so bad but at least um yeah like when Donna goes and talks to the counselor I felt a little weird about it because I was like, I don't think it's her job to go to bat for Donna. Like, I don't think it's Brenda's responsibility. Yeah, I didn't really like that because especially everyone's like, I can't discuss that with you. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, but she really does support Donna. And, like, she wants Donna to get the help she needs. Well, and this totally does fit for Brenda. It does. Like, it might not be the appropriate thing to do, but it's yeah. totally the thing she would do. It's the Brenda, Brandon, Walsh twin thing to get involved when it's not your business <laughs> but with good intentions yeah um but i mean at the end of the day like it ended up being fine because she's like well yeah okay i am going to meet with her later today so you can you don't need to be here yeah you can back off yeah and when she does you know donna's uh, like at first not receptive to the learning disability because she's like you're just telling me i'm stupid yeah she says 
doesn't she even say that like this is just another way of telling me i'm stupid exactly that was so like such a relatable scene though oh right? yeah because, absolutely like especially if you've been made to feel like you're not intelligent for mm-hmm. so long and then it's like oh well you may have a learning disability it's like oh thanks you're telling me i'm mentally slow yeah, yeah. like you're not actually making me feel any better and good on the teacher for being like no baby it's okay a lot <laughs> of people have this and we're just gonna help you so you can get your grades up and be on the same level as everyone else because you're not dumb no right. i really loved the part where the teacher was like we can do a lot if you will let us help yeah because it's like literally the playing field is not level that's yeah. all it is it's not you're dumb it's that you're playing on two different surfaces yeah and like if we just do these two things you know if we give you a little bit more time or we do a visual test instead then all of a sudden things are even mm-hmm. and you will you will see that you are just as smart as everyone else you just do things like time-wise slower not like mentally slower yeah I mean my sister so she has a physical disability but it doesn't affect anything cognitively or like intelligence wise but because of her physical disability she was forced to have to learn to write with her left hand because she was originally right-handed but because of what happened it happened to her right side so she had to learn to write with her uh, left hand therefore it takes her a lot longer to like write like if it's heavy not like a natural exactly yeah so as part of her like IEP, her like pl- educational plan basically, she was given more time. Like she was like, okay, you need more time to take a test than somebody who writes with their natural writing hand, and that helps. Which like while that is, you know, different in like a literal sense, like right. it's a physical disability right. versus a mental disability, like that is that is the same thing. You're just leveling the playing field. Of, exactly. Like, she literally cannot write an essay at the speed that I would write an essay using my natural right hand. Exactly. And that doesn't mean that she It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, Yeah. literally doesn't mean anything. (laughs) Yeah. No. Good relatable story. Yeah. Well, and it's really nice at the very, very end of the episode when Donna is like talking to Kelly and Brenda, like really quick scene in the hallway. Mm -hmm. And they're like super supportive. Yeah. And everything like they always feel better once they talk to each other. And I love it. I I do too. That she's just like, no, they figured out, you know, what happened and I get to, you know, take longer on my tests. And then when I take the SAT, I can do it differently. Yes. Like, like there's an option for me to where I can accomplish the same thing that you did, but in my way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I feel really bad that she's going to have to sit with a standardized, standardized test even longer. <laughs> yeah. Like that sounds like a nightmare, but. She'll do better than the 500 or whatever she got. Yeah. Well, and even Kelly was like, you know, if you, like, you're, the, like, one of the few people that I know that can do 60% off to the penny or I something. Like, you're not dumb if you can do that. And I'm like, yeah, you're 100% right. My mom, like, she swears up and down that she is horrible at math and she hates it. Give her a sale. Give her, like, a percentage <laughs> and she can get it. Like, I can't even do it. And I, I was better at math than she was mm-hmm. in school. But, like, yeah, we're at a department store or something shopping and something's 40% off. And I'm over here thinking, okay, that's 10% yeah, times four. Yeah, the decimal. <laughs> and she's just, like, boom, like, recites it immediately. So, but that is really impressive. Well, this is just like we were saying with the SATs last week of, like, if you just put things in the context that, like, a teenager can understand, exactly. you're good to go. Totally. I'm all about, like, having, like, learning aids 
that makes sense for you because I think we've talked about this on this podcast a bunch, but not no one person does everything the same way. Mm-hmm. So while, you know, I might be on more of a quote unquote college track, there's tons of people out there out there that should be on the technical track or the vocational track or the trade school track Mm -hmm. because it makes sense to them and they learn better with that environment yeah like don't ever put me in front of like a tractor (laughs) I won't know what to do with it yeah but somebody else who can that doesn't mean our smart is different it means what we're inclined to do and be is different and that's totally fine yeah that's perfect no. You do what makes you happy, guys. Exactly. All y'all. <laughs> I also just want to say that that reminds me of um, The Office when Kevin can only do math in his head if it's pies. <laughs> oh, my God. See? You just need the relatable material. That's what I'm yep. saying. Like, just make it make – however it makes sense to you, just do it. Just do it that way. Because yeah. everyone's happy and everyone wins. That's all – I just want everyone to be happy. Yes. <laughs> People pleasing 101. <laughs> I just want everyone to be happy. Words of affirmation. Yes. Ugh. So I guess we're back to Roger. I was going to say, speaking of happy, let's talk about a horribly depressed young man and Brandon <sighs> thinking he's a murderer, which is just really going to help him with his self-esteem, let me tell you. Yeah, right? Ugh. Yeah, so that same day that they catch Donna smoking in the parking lot, mm-hmm. Um, Brandon is talking to Roger and Roger's like, oh yeah, hop in, get in my car. We'll go back to my house and pulls his Porsche up and next to Dylan's Porsche Mm -hmm. and challenges Dylan to a race, which again, reckless behavior. Right. Right. Another warning sign. And Dylan immediately like, LOL. Like he's (laughs) He's like, like, what's that guy trying to prove? (laughs) Yeah. Also, the fact that Dylan even told Brenda like he catches on so quickly he's like that guy has a death wish yeah Yeah. literally he says like it's been five seconds right it was like three immediate things one that Dylan denied the race because he knows like he's gonna be responsible he's gonna protect Brenda yep number two what's that guy trying to prove and then you know, he says the whole thing about that guy wants a death death wish. Literally three things that the Walsh twins completely miss. Completely. (laughs) Completely. Yeah, because then they get back to Roger's house, and that's when Roger finds out he doesn't get into Stanford, and he and his dad get into that fight, which, like, truthfully, how did a rich white boy Mm -hmm. who interned in the governor's office, lettered in three sports, da-da-da, like, his father's name is on Stanford. Like, Whether or not they specifically called that out when he went to interview, yeah, they're gonna know. Right. Well, yeah, and the fact is, like, even if they weren't trying to get in on his name, he had plenty. Like you said, that's he's what I mean. Like all how, the things. How did he not get into Stanford? And Dad's just like, that's because you didn't let me make that last call. Yeah, yeah. like he's it's, trying to blame it on that. Ugh, it's yeah, it's just a really ugly fight that Brandon is just like trying to like sink away into the bushes i'm just gonna walk out of here here. (laughs) yeah but he still is like oh shit this is when he's gonna shoot him it's gonna happen it's about to like he's got that panicky look on his face yeah oh yeah because like he's you know seeing the wrong warning signs and then roger's like i'm so sorry that like you saw that i gotta go deal with this Mm -hmm. and brandon's like yeah i can walk home it's not that far which is just like like that's you're not that far from this house. Yeah, that can't, where do you live? <laughs> that can't be true. It's like, yeah. but your house is a Spanish style, and this one's a Tudor. <laughs> They're obviously not in the same neighborhood. Exactly. But yeah, he's like, 
no, I'll just walk myself home. I'll get my stuff out of your car. And then he finds a gun in the car. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, and he picks it up. I'm like, dude, let sleeping Stop dogs lie. Just like, let it sit there. That's not, you don't know how to handle a gun. Yeah, Put you should down. know better. Well, and yeah, then he picks it up and is like, he's going to kill his dad. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's when he calls the rap line. After he calls the cops. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote down, like, it was like, wait, Brandon already went to the police about this? I literally wrote just like, dude. Well, and that, <laughs> it blew my mind. Because, yeah, the cops are probably just like, has he made actual threats? Mm-hmm. Well, he wrote a screenplay. Yeah, and yeah. it's like oddly specific. But, oh, my God. Like, it just, ugh. And, yeah, he calls Andre, and she's like, you're not supposed to call me on this line. Yeah, yeah. She's immediately like, what? Stop. Hang up. <laughs> but I do love that she's, yeah, she, like, jumps to that. And he's like, no, I actually need to, like, do mm-hmm. rap line talk. Like, I need to talk to you about this. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that point, I feel like Andrea should have passed the phone on to someone else. Because, like, again, like, a that's too yeah. close. Well, and, yeah, like, the thing is, since she's, like, secondhand hearing all of this information i don't know if she'd necessarily pick up on the depression signs because she hasn't actually seen him but yeah maybe pass it off to somebody else to be like can someone please convince brandon that he is not trying to kill his father yeah also brandon is focusing on all of the wrong signs yeah so he's not giving her the full details so she can't pick up on these little signals yeah no that's um, it's like telephone literally telephone at this point no it's like this is exactly, not exactly, but this is very rear window where mm-hmm. he like is convinced and he starts telling everybody like that man killed his wife. Yeah. I saw him do blah, 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 blah. That is what this should have was inspired by because then Brandon breaks into the house and that happens. Yes. All of the rear That's window right. stuff. Like, yeah. Why wasn't it titled rear window or something or like, well, because April is the cruelest month is that T.S. Eliot uh, poem and so apparently it is about like depression mm, okay so like it makes sense they just threw in some other shit and i think maybe after they wrote the episode they were like oh we just did alfred hitchcock yeah <laughs> we did like three things with this t.s Eliot, alfred hitchcock and uh menendez <laughs> trying to be too many things i feel like that was a lie i feel like netflix or amazon was just like menendez Done. that sounds right <laughs> enter no, I feel like that was a lie. I feel like I was lied to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, he just breaks into the house because in the screenplay, yeah. Roger wrote that they keep the hide key under a plant. And sure enough. So stupid. It's there. It's so stupid. But yeah, he's just walking. Hello? Is anybody, anybody home? Yeah. And then the light's on in the office and he's like, I'm going to find a dead body. I'm going to yeah. find a good body. There's a dead body in there. And nothing was there. Yeah. Because he's not going to kill his Duh. dad. <laughs> oh, my God. But then he's like, he can't get, like, the next couple of days, he can't really get a hold of Roger. And, yeah, Roger doesn't come to school. Roger doesn't, like... Go to tennis practice. Yeah. And we got that one scene with the therapist, and I don't yeah. really get it. I think that was in the screenplay. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that makes that's more right, sense. That's right. Because he's like, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. That like, makes so at much that more last sense. part or whatever. Mm-hmm. Either that or I was going to say if it wasn't in the screenplay, I would have said it was like a red herring. Okay. Like, yeah. You know, something to throw off Brandon 
Or, mm-hmm. like, make him think it's, like, confirm that he's going to mm-hmm. kill his dad kind of thing. Yeah. But he didn't, yeah. Need, he didn't need that to confirm Because after that scene, they show him coming back home and, like, playing out the scene where he shoots his oh, dad. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. totally missed that. Me too. Um, but, yeah, it's been, like, a couple of days, and uh, I keep wanting to just call him Matthew Perry. You um, can. <laughs> Matthew Perry did not show up to school for a few days, and then they, like, start saying some stuff. And Brandon finally makes some sort of connection of, like, I need to go stop whatever is about to happen. Mm -hmm. And he takes Dylan's car and then runs very awkwardly. Yeah, he's trying to do, like, butt kicks the whole time. (laughs) He is not an athlete. I feel like we have been lied to. (laughs) This man is not a good runner. Or maybe his shoes were just too heavy because he looked like he was wearing, like, loafers. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what he was wearing. I wasn't paying attention. I was just noticing his feet, like, almost hit his butt every time he would run. He just looked so awkward. Mm -hmm. His knees bend so far. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was just weird. But he goes, like, running to the back pool house where Roger is, like, slumped over the bar, surrounded by beer cans and a bottle of Jack. Mm -hmm. And he's like, open the door, open the door, open the door. And he does. Yeah, and he does. And then he, like, makes some comment, and Roger goes, it's only a movie, Brandon. Yeah. And he's like, duh. Like, Brandon, you're a moron. <laughs> oh, my God. But then he gets really scary, and... Yeah, because um, he's got the gun. He shoots it. Yeah, at like, the, like, framed certificate or something. Yeah, and he's like, you know, how many times, do you, like, do you think I can get all of them? And Brandon's mm-hmm. like, come on, man, you gotta put down the gun. And then he turns the gun on himself. And he's like, have you ever looked down the barrel of a gun? Yeah, and it was just very uncomfortable unsettling for yeah sure. and brandon's like trying to be like no man put it down mm-hmm. you're totally fine you know think about your friends and he goes i don't have friends and all i could think of was just give it three more years buddy <laughs> you're almost there yeah um but yeah like long story short brandon gets him to put everything down yeah and helps him like they talk to his dad they get him you know, admitted into a hospital so he mm-hmm. can get help. Mm-hmm. It felt a little too resolutiony, like a little too like everything's happy and fine now. Yeah, I mean, it's the downside of like a forty-eight minute, mm-hmm. you know, teen drama. Like there, I have to think in the future there are going to be things that just don't get resolved. Mm-hmm. But this was going to be one that it they was were going to handle because they weren't about to have Matthew Perry on for multiple episodes, I guess. Yeah, but I mean. <laughs> I mean, so he could have. He wasn't doing anything. I yeah. mean, he probably was, but he was not, like, on Friends. He was not, like, on a show. Yeah, it could have been one more episode or something. Yeah, but, but that's not what they do. They don't have anybody on for multiple episodes. <laughs> yeah. We barely even see the main characters on all episodes. Right? We haven't seen David and Scott Skavid. You know, we haven't seen them in, like, three, ep- two David. episodes. For some reason, I thought for a second that Scott was in the background of this episode, like just at lunchtime or something, or, or it might have been he? the last one, but like he was just like playing something in the background. Aww. It could have just been another blonde floppy boy. blonde boy, but <laughs> just put anyone in a Lakers hat and you'd be like, Scott? <laughs> yeah. Who? But that would be such a Scott thing to do is just to hang out in the background. <laughs> Not <laughs> even be credited. He do? He's right. been in all of these episodes. It's like um he just zings david That's it's like uh what's his name on buffy that is in like a ton of episodes in the background before he becomes the big bad in season six uh one of the trio what is his name oh my god i'm of no help 
But, like, he's in a ton of episodes just, like, getting attacked by things. Oh, jeez. And then, like, after, like, five years of just being on all of these shows, he finally, like, is one of the main people. Um, it's really going to bug me because he also wrote, like, The Butler. Like, he is a very big screenwriter now. Oh. Wait. Are you thinking? The movie The Butler? Is that, um, oh, wait, I don't know. I'm thinking Lee Butler. It's Lee Daniels. Lee Daniels. Okay. Are you talking about Doyle? Danny Strong. Yeah, Doyle from Gilmore Girls. Yeah. He becomes a big bad? He's so short. (laughs) He is one third of a big bad that only lasts for like half the season. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, Danny Strong also was like one of the head people at Empire. Yeah. No, like he's done a ton. Yeah, tons. Uh, Jonathan, that's his name. But he's oh, credited Doyle. on, like, so many episodes of Buffy. That's funny. But, like, I don't even think they give him a name for a while. Hold on. I have to look it up. Is don't it mind me. Jonathan Levinson, Andrew Wells, or Warren Mears? It was Jonathan. Okay. Because Warren is a much bigger part of, like, the big bad. And then Andrew stays on in season seven. But um, I won't ruin what happens to Jonathan. Yeah, I don't. I want to find out on my own if I yeah, ever watch Buffy. Jonathan, he was in six episodes of season two. He was in six episodes of season three. Dang. He was in an episode of season four, and then in season six is where he actually like becomes becomes evil. a character. Yeah, like you just see Jonathan all over the place, and like, yeah, that's crazy. No, it's like that. Sweet Doyle. Oh, he was Doyle. I totally forgot mm-hmm. about that. Um, but that's pretty much all the episode. I mean, well, you get to, the only other part is when they're in the hospital mm-hmm. oh, and right. Brandon's yeah. talking to him and he says that he wants them to pu- publish the senior spotlight about him being depressed and trying to kill himself. Yeah. I'm like, nah, and I was like, maybe he can write something else, but yeah. like, I don't think that this is a good idea. I think it's really no. inappropriate and I don't think Andrea would let him publish it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh, yeah, so one of the warning signs that Brandon missed and that we hadn't talked about was that Roger was giving stuff away. So he, oh, he the gave Laker, Bra- I mean, the Dodgers. Dodgers tickets for the box, mm-hmm. and Brandon ends up giving those tickets to uh, Steve and Dylan, mm-hmm. and they're just like, oh, my God, the box, where did you get this? From a friend. And it's, like, super cheesy. It's like, ridiculous. Yeah, that's why I think it was, like, too happy at the yeah, end. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. it, it wrapped up with too neat of a little bow. Because um, if Roger was that serious about potentially shooting himself, like, it wouldn't just be happy Yeah. the next day. Like, yeah. No, this would have weighed on Brandon a little yeah. more. But, I mean, he does. Yeah, so he goes to see him in the hospital, and Roger's like, well, why, why aren't you at the game? And he goes, I wanted to watch it with a friend. And then Roger goes, well, I'm not allowed to have a TV here. And he pulls out that tiny the little tiniest. TV. And it's, it's like, it's, it's a radio. It's like smaller than a Game Boy. Yeah. <laughs> like literally, he just pulled it out and was like, you can't see anything. No. Like no. you're not watching anything. Plus you have to put it like far away from you so both of you can like, I know, like see. truthfully, they should have been like side by side. Like looking, just like even with a phone, which is bigger than that, like we were just watching videos earlier and we were closer together and closer to the screen. Yeah. But yeah. It Whatever. was It was that was just the end. It was just over. That, that was just yeah. the end, that's it. Um, just one more warning sign that Brandon missed Ooh. is um 
like after they drive super fast in the red Porsche um, to Roger's house, uh, Brandon's like, "This is such a cool car, man." And Roger's just like, "Cool, I'll leave it to you in my will." Oh yeah. yeah. So there were one. just all, like so many little comments about that. Like even when he gave Brandon the baseball tickets, he's like, um, "Yeah, well, we have season tickets, but I won't be around for this game." Yeah. It's like he was planning it. Like, that that shows premeditation. That's exactly yeah. what it was. And, like, Brandon's sitting here being like, he's not going to be around because he's going to be in prison. Yeah. What? Yeah, like, that's why he's not. Because he's going to shoot his dad and he's going to get, in, like, in trouble for it. He's the worst investigator. Mm. I just can't. So, Ugh. with that said, how would you grade it? Oh, I'm I'm also prepared for this episode. Okay, good. I'm going to give it a C minus. Uh-huh. For, could this be a worse episode? Oh, man. <laughs> yes. That is one of the best ones. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> could this be any worse? <laughs> I love it. I, I love know. it. I was I was so happy when I came up with it. Jesus. Okay. I was so ready. Well, you definitely beat mine, so I'm not even going <laughs> to try at this point. But, uh, no, it was just... I would also probably go to C minus. Um, I was thinking C, C minus somewhere in there. So we're in, on the same page. Um, I don't have a clever little name for my grading, so we're just gonna just leave it at C or C minus. Chenandler bong. I almost said Chenandler, but I wasn't C sure if we for did Chenandler. it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Mary, do you get it? I do, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I almost understand that reference. Yep. But yeah, All right. so that's that's that episode. That was season one, episode 19, April is the cruelest month. Yeah. Cool. Next week, we've got season one, episode 20, spring training. Ooh. We're getting ever so close to We're the so season one close. finale. I can't wait. I know. Um, yeah. But yeah, make sure to give us a five-star rating. Give us a five-star review. We'll shout them out on the show. Because you've heard us do it. We'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at back to Podcast, Or you can email us. Please email us. Get a, uh, Hit us up with your feedback at backtopodcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. So for all of us at back to Podcast, I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. I'm Mary. Bye. Bye. See ya.